and welcome back to Weird on the Rocks. This is a podcast that explores the weird, unusual, strange, and unexplained, all while getting our drink on. I'm your host, Katie. Today is going to be another episode in my Small Town Spooky series. This is a series where I share creepy stories sent in from you listeners. Some of them are from people in my area, which is Northern California, and some are from people that I've talked to online, mostly from Reddit and Facebook, all with their permission, of course. So I hope some of these stories creep you guys out today. I have some really, really good ones to share. This might be the best batch of stories that I've shared so far. If you want to send in a story, you can message me on Facebook or Instagram or email me at weirdontherocks at yahoo.com. Before we get going, I want to share another podcast promo with you guys. This one today is a little different from the other ones I've shared because it's not weird or spooky, but it's a show that I've really been enjoying. It's called Nostalgia Blast and it's hosted by Brian and Drew and they discuss different topics from the 90s. So I was born in 89. Their show and their Instagram especially really um, is just like a trip down memory lane for me. So I know a lot of my listeners are around the same age as I am, and I think you guys will love their show. And their Instagram is great. They're always posting um, funny memes and throwback pictures. So you guys definitely check them out. And here's their promo. Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Brian. And we are the hosts of the Nostalgia Blast podcast, a conversational podcast about everything 90s. From intense Pokemon card trade debates to the long lost days of summer vacation. We do our best to bring you all those warm, fuzzy, nostalgic 90s memories we all wish we could experience again. The Nostalgia Blast podcast, available now on iTunes, Spotify, and more. Look for us on your favorite podcast listening platform. New episodes available every Wednesday. All right, thanks for sending that over, and you guys should definitely check out the Nostalgia Blast podcast. If you want to find my show, I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Weird on the Rocks podcast, and Twitter at Weird underscore Rocks, and the website, weirdontherocks.weebly.com. Please rate and review the show on iTunes, and subscribe wherever you're listening now. Before we get into the good stuff, I want to share this week's beverage of choice. Tonight I'm drinking Eel River Blonde from the Eel River Brewing Company here in Humboldt where I live. This is one of my favorite local beers. It's really light and weedy. It's so good on a hot summer day, but even today when it's cold and I have slippers on and a sweatshirt, it's still delicious. Um, If you're local, I'm sure you've tried this beer, but if not, you definitely need to check it out. All right, well, let's get into it. Cheers, and let's get weird. Okay, so today's first story comes from my friend Joelle, and she says, A few years ago, after my grandma passed away, my cousin was house-sitting my parents' house out on Elk River Road. And I'm going to add in real quick for people that aren't local, Elk River Road is a rural kind of country road. And he had some crazy stuff happen. 
he was sleeping downstairs with all the animals and heard uno dos tres. He runs upstairs and finds the TV in the family room turned on with the volume up as high as it would go. It was on the Spanish channel on a drama show that my grandma used to always watch. There was no way it was accidentally left on because my parents never watch the Spanish channel. He turned the TV off and books it out of there for the night and doesn't return until the next morning. We always like to joke that grandma is still around messing with us. About a month ago, my husband Dave and I were leaving a vehicle at my parents' house and grabbing my dad's truck. Dave pulls in the driveway first, and from where he parked, he saw what looked like a person in the downstairs bedroom peeking out. Dave immediately goes into action since the house had been burglarized a few weeks earlier. We go in, and the alarm is set, and the doors were locked. Dave goes through every room in the house, making sure no one was there. We then investigate the room with the window. There are boxes and a table in front of the window, which would have made it impossible for someone to be standing at the window looking out. We just looked at each other and both at the same time said, hi grandma, and grab my dad's truck key and head out. The person could have been my grandpa since that is the room that he passed away in, but we think it was more likely my grandma since she was always so nosy on anyone driving up the driveway and would always be peeking out the windows. My parents' house has just always freaked me out. When the house is dead quiet, you can sometimes hear what sounds like Christmas ornaments falling in the attic. All right, Joelle, thank you so much for sending that in. And I myself have been to Joelle's parents' house many times And she's told us these stories over the years and, you know, the family kind of jokes about it, but I can totally see her parents' house being haunted. It is out kind of in the woods on this isolated road. It's an old house and it kind of has a weird floor plan, a, a weird layout to it. So I can definitely see something spooky going on in that house. Okay, so the next one is actually from Joelle's husband, Dave, and he says, One night, we're in bed sleeping. I wake up suddenly, like completely awake and alert. Living on 7th and O, which is a very busy street, meant that people walked by all hours of the night and day, and I'm a light sleeper, so waking up isn't too unusual for me. I look over, and Joelle is sound asleep next to me. I look at my dog, Lancelot, and he is snoozing at the foot of the bed. The hairs on my neck were standing up and I could swear someone was in the house. I was about to get up, but when I looked up towards the doorway, I saw a dark figure standing there. The face was obscure, but I could tell where it was looking. It was staring at Lancelot. I could tell it was angry, malicious, or evil. I couldn't move and a sense of dread washed over me. I wanted to get up, but I couldn't. I've read about sleep paralysis, but looking back, I don't think that's what it was. I was fully awake and could wiggle my hands and toes, but just couldn't get up. The figure turned its gaze towards me and we locked eyes. I felt cold and scared when it stared at me. Neither of us moved and it didn't vanish. I remember being worried that if I said anything, it would hurt Lancelot. We stayed like that, eyes locked onto each other for what seemed like an eternity. Even when I blinked, the figure remained there, staring into my soul. Its presence was terrifying. After what felt like hours, the sun started coming up. And when the first rays of light shone through the blinds, the figure disappeared. I was still frozen for a bit before I could get up. I closed the door and immediately woke Joelle up, asking if she'd seen anything. She hadn't. 
Lancelot seemed a bit agitated too. We went about the day and figured it was just a really bad dream. However, the next night we get ready for bed and I decide to close the door to the bedroom. I turn on the heater and figure tonight would be a good night's sleep. Well, that was not the case. In the late night or early morning, I wake up again, alert, wide awake. I immediately try to get up and just can't. Lancelot and Joelle are still sound asleep. Reluctantly, I look up at the door, expecting to see the figure inside the room again. No figure, but the door was now cracked about eight inches. As I looked, a bluish figure of a small girl seemed to slide into the room between the cracked door. She looked at Lancelot and I could tell she wasn't like the other figure I had seen. I didn't feel any malice as she gazed at Lancelot. In fact, it seemed to be a very warm, loving gaze, if anything. Then she looked up at me and I immediately felt safe, warm, and a sense of calm. The girl figure stayed for a while, eyes locked to mine. Then she slid sideways out of the room between the door again, and I was able to move. I woke Joelle up and told her what happened. We were both shaken. I closed the door and stayed up the rest of the night, making sure nothing else happened. After that night, I never saw the figure again. I spoke to a priest who suggested that the first figure may have been a demon or evil entity, and that the second figure may have been an angel or protector of some kind who was now watching over us. The rest of the time we spent at that apartment, I slept better and never had that sense of dread again. I'm not religious or into ghosts or demons, but I know what I saw and fully believe something visit us those nights. All right, so I remember when this happened to Dave because he was legitimately freaked out. And he is a very no-nonsense, logical guy. And the fact that he was so scared, I remember that scared me. And proves to me that it was definitely real. Neither he or his wife Joelle are the type to make up elaborate stories, so I 100% believed both of them from the moment they told me these things. And stories like these are the ones that I love to hear because he wasn't a skeptic per se, but he doesn't have a very strong belief system, so I think that that makes it even more interesting. Okay, so this next one comes from Reddit user DaisyG7511. She says, I visited my boyfriend's house for the first time. It looked like an older double-wide trailer with two bedrooms, and it was in Southern California. As we laid down for the evening, I noticed the closet was wide open. I felt a chill and had bad energy coming from the closet. The bed was close by, and I asked him to close the closet ASAP. At my request, my boyfriend became frozen and tense. Serious as fuck, he looks at me and says, If I close the closet, they will get mad. Who will get mad? I asked feeling very confused and creeped out by his reaction. He looks down and looks lost as he answers, I don't know. Weird things happen when I close the closet. We have to leave it open. So I begin to think he's full of shit and just being an ass and trying to scare me. I try to get him to stop joking and admit he is lying, but he stays super serious. I even start to believe he is crazy for mentioning that he can't close the closet because someone invisible will get mad. I try to argue and insist, but he ends up just acting dismissive and insists on keeping the closet open. So after an hour or so, we both settle down and my boyfriend falls asleep. The light is off and I stare into the void of the open closet and feel very on edge. 
Now that he said something would get mad if I closed the closet, I felt like something was watching me and it felt very real. I get up and close the closet nearly all the way, but I don't actually shut it. After that, I was somehow able to fall into a peaceful sleep. Suddenly, around 2 or 3 a.m., I am startled from my sleep and I hear whispering. It felt like I heard the whispers in my dream at first. I felt bombarded as if a lot of energy and voices were reaching out to me at the same time. It sounded like two to four different male voices are speaking from within the closet in a strange flowing language I can't understand. They are talking loudly as if they want to wake me up. The voices are raspy. I fully wake up after realizing that I can hear something from the closet. The voices stop as soon as I wake up, but I can still feel them watching me. I knew it wasn't a dream. My boyfriend is sound asleep next to me as I sit up and stare into the darkness of the room. The closet is all the way open, even though it was nearly closed before. I began to have a panic attack as I tried to lie silent and go back to sleep, but then I felt like there was something in the room with us. I got up and went to go play Game Boy in the kitchen because I was too scared. 30 minutes later, my boyfriend gets up and finds me in the kitchen. I admit to him that they were mad that I closed the closet and that he wasn't crazy. He said that when he closed the closet door, he would hear scratching and banging from inside. Okay, wow, this story is probably one of the scarier ones that I've read. The male voices all talking at once and trying to be loud um, definitely doesn't sound like a friendly spirit and honestly sounds more demonic or evil in nature. I don't know if this person is still having these problems, but this house should definitely um, be saged or blessed. Um, and and that closet should absolutely um, stay open all the time. And I think I'm going to keep my closet door open tonight too. Okay, so this next story comes from Adriana. And she says, When I was about 16 years old, I was having trouble sleeping and would do word puzzles to help me fall asleep. So I was in bed and everyone else was asleep. All the lights were off minus the bathroom light, which was right next to my room. My bed was facing the door. So this first night, the bathroom light was on, but my door was cracked open. I was doing a word puzzle wide awake sitting on my bed and all of a sudden my legs started to go numb like they were falling asleep, you know, pins and needles. When I looked up at my bedroom door, I saw this tall silhouette standing there. I could only see his outline from what the bathroom light was giving off. I watched him look at me. He would stand there for a little bit and then disappear. This continued to happen for a few weeks. My legs would go numb and I would look up and he was there. Then one morning, my aunt, who is blind and used to work with my grandma, who was a Puerto Rican witch doctor, came to me and said, I know you've been seeing a man at your door every night. He told me he used to live here and knows you're the only one who can see him. He told me that he ended his life and is finding it hard to find the light and that he's ready to go. I was shocked because I hadn't told a soul about what I was experiencing. My aunt told me what to do, light some candles and say some prayers. I did it that night. I got a white candle and said the prayer. I sat down and the candle blew out. I checked every window and there wasn't a fan on, so I lit it again and said the prayer again, and it blew out again. Then all of a sudden, the room got even darker, and as I lit it again, 
the flame shot up while I was praying, and I saw his face in the flame. After I saw his face, the energy in the room calmed down, and I haven't seen the man since. Wow, that is really creepy. The fact that you saw his face in the flame, there's nothing to explain how or why that would happen. But it sounds like the prayers that you said and the candle lighting like your aunt told you to do, it sounds like it worked. And if you haven't seen the man since, maybe you were able to help him move on, which I think is really beautiful. So I hope that everything is okay and that that spirit was able to move on in peace. Okay, and the last story for today comes from Reddit user LongArmLug, and they say, I lived in an old house as a kid until I was eight. It's like 110 years old by now. My parents told me this ghost started appearing right after I was born. My crib was in their bedroom. My mom would wake up to hear me giggling and cooing a lot like I was playing with someone. Other times I'd be sound asleep, but my crib would be rocking back and forth. And on three separate occasions, she said she saw a woman in a nice white dress standing over my crib. My dad frequently saw her going up or down our spiral staircase that led to the room upstairs, or just standing at the top of them near the balcony looking down at him while he watched TV. When I asked my sister about it, she was reluctant to talk about it, but said that she had seen her too. We also heard footsteps in the attic that would stop the second a light was turned on. My dad investigated a few times, but never found anything, except sometimes the attic light was on when he absolutely was positive it was off before he went to bed. I only remember seeing her once, but that's another story entirely. I just sort of chalked it up as something weird my whole family experienced and never really thought about it much after we moved. None of us ever got a bad vibe from her, and she wasn't scary, so we just lived with her for eight years. Anyway, flash forward to me being a freshman in high school. I'm in earth science class talking to a girl that I thought was cute. It got to the, so where do you live part of the conversation? And she said, old town blank. And they left out the town name on purpose near the railroad track. I said, oh, really? That's neat. I used to live in old town on blank street. She says, really? That's where I live. The one with the green shutters? No shit. I'm kind of amazed and say, yeah, with the plum tree out front and the white fence with the shed in the backyard. She nods and I ask, have you seen her? I kid you not. Her response sent a chill down my spine and immediately gave me goosebumps. She said, the lady in the white dress? Yeah. I was floored. I kept thinking, it's like a double blind study. There's no way she could have known what I meant, and she gave me an accurate description when I didn't even say the word ghost or anything. Honestly, this changed me. My whole attitude on life changed after this, I think. I became a lot more relaxed and was open to new ideas, whereas before I had a this is what's real and this is what isn't idea firmly in my head. Okay, I love this story, and that is why I reached out to this Reddit user to see if I could use their story, because I just love the idea of somebody being kind of closed off 
to a paranormal experience and not thinking about it or maybe not thinking it's real and then having an unexplainable thing happen to them that kind of just shakes up their whole foundation and their whole reality. And that's what it seems like happened with this person. And like he says, his whole outlook on life changed and his beliefs changed. And I think that that happens a lot with people that experience unexplainable things. It makes you think, wow, there is something else out there or something does happen when we die or it just puts things into perspective that there's more going on in this world and in this life than I think any of us will ever know. All right, well, that's going to be it for today's episode. I think that all these stories were amazing and creepy, and I believe all of these people. As someone who's had my own paranormal experiences, I never doubt another person's story. And I think it's awesome when people are able to find the words to put their story together and share it with others. I would love to do another small town spooky episode, but that means that I need your stories. So please message me on Facebook or Instagram at Weird on the Rocks podcast or email me at Weird on the Rocks at yahoo.com. These are some of my favorite episodes to do, and I know you guys really like them too. So even if you don't think you have a good story or you're not a good writer, I promise other people will find it interesting. I hope that you guys enjoyed and that you're not too creeped out and I hope you can sleep well tonight. All right, until next time, cheers and stay weird. That was a Titan Cast episode.